Hi, this is Joy B. And this is James B. And we are back with our Glow Your Goddess podcast today. Are we doing this like twice a month now? We have been doing it for twice oh, a month. Oh, okay. It seems so, like it comes up every couple of weeks. It Actually, for us, it feels like it comes up every couple of days. I know, right? <laughs> it's been busy even though we've been in quarantine. Yeah, we stay busy. So today, what we are going to be talking about is addictive relationships and goddesses, us untangling ourselves from these things. So I have a whole breakdown today that I think is very interesting, um, how addictive relationships are very much synonymous to addiction in general. So I don't know how much you guys know about addiction, but I'm going to kind of follow those lines a bit because a lot of things chemically happen to us in the same way with addictive relationships. But I want to give a little bit of some descriptors so maybe you know if you're in an addictive relationship. And I'm also going to make sure that I leave a resource for everyone to be able to assess your situation to see if you're in one right now or if maybe you have been in one and you didn't realize what was going on for you, okay? Do these addictive relationships kind of feel like a regular addiction, like to alcohol or to drugs or anything like that? It has. Do we respond the same? Chemically, we may respond the same, but we may not feel like it feels the same because clearly there is the sense of emotion attached to it. Although in chemical addictions, you can feel very strongly about making sure you have the chemical back for you. You can feel very sad and distraught if you don't have the chemical that you're looking for, right? I think coffee misses me sometimes. Coffee misses you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I definitely believe you have a caffeine addiction, but that is a whole other episode. So I do want to be able to clarify some of the terminology that we use for ourselves. Like, you know, maybe there's someone that's in your life and you feel like you have a soul tie or you have a twin flame. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Those things are things that I believe do exist, but I think we also do mix them up with situations and people that we are actually addicted to. Mm. The thing about an addiction is it's something that's not good for us. You know, if I'm super addicted to being in love with a person who treats me really well and is easygoing and makes me happy and pours into my growth um, and aligns with my values and brings me nothing but wonderful things and challenges me, that's not necessarily a bad addiction. There are positive addictions, right? You can be positively addicted to eating well. Some positive addictions have been identified as like exercise, not to an abusive point, but that you're super focused on it and you feel better when you engage in it. Okay. Yeah. So you can be positively addicted in a healthy relationship, but the type of addictive relationships I'm talking about are not healthy at all. Okay. So let's look at the beginning pieces of what um, this process is to be in an addictive relationship. The first thing that you're going to want to do, and this is for anyone who's wanting to move away from it. This is not for you if you're like, I'm good with my addiction. I'm going to keep getting my hits, right? Like this is not, (laughs) you don't even need to listen. Just, you know, stay put. That's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. But if you are a goddess on your glow up, you don't want to be in anything that has more control over you than your own spirit does. Okay. So if you are someone who is thinking that you could be um, wrapped up in something that's addictive. First of all, know that when it comes to a relationship, we're talking about having obsessive thoughts about a relationship, obsessive thoughts and feelings about a person, hope, anticipation, waiting for this person, but also a lot of confusion, okay? A lot of desperation and not understanding what's really going on and why you are drawn in so deeply. So if you want to get away from something like this, the very first thing that you need to be able to do is identify that 
your toxic person is actually your drug. It is your drug of choice. All right. So if you can't identify this person as being this drug for you, then it's going to be very hard for you to break away from it and heal from it. Okay. So some of the things that can help you identify could be feedback from your family, from your friends. If you're getting a lot of information from them about how maybe you act different, how you ignore them um, because you want to be around or with someone else. Okay. But a lot of times we're going to be a little bit defensive if someone is telling us all the ways that we're being or not being because of someone else. Um, and we might just feel like we're just really deeply in love and you don't get it. So if you don't want to listen to your friends and your family, there are outside assessments and opinions and details that you can utilize to figure out whether or not this is something that's an addictive relationship. Okay. So I have this addictive relationship checklist. And like I said, this is going to be a resource that I do leave for you guys. But I'll tell you some of the things that would be an identifier that you're checking off if this is an, um, an addictive relationship. You often are trying to change another person to meet your ideal because you will see, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, that you are in love with the ideal. You'll, you are in love with a fantasy, not actually the person. Because if you were completely in love with this person, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't feel confused. You would feel satisfied, but you don't feel satisfied with this relationship because it is an unfulfilling relationship, okay? When you consider breaking up with this um, person or in this relationship, you worry what will happen to the other person without you, right? That's actually a sign of you being addicted. You are so obsessed about their well-being even more so than your own, okay? Mm -hmm. Even though you may demonstrate independence in other areas, you're like, I'm a strong person. What are you talking about? I'm not going to be addicted to anybody. You are fearful of independence within a love relationship. So you may show up very differently in a romantic relationship than you do in your friendships. Okay. Sexually, you're more concerned with pleasing your partner than with pleasing yourself. That is a big sign that you're in an addictive relationship and you're kind of losing sense of self and it's all about pleasing that other person memories of a relationship continue to control your thoughts for months or even years after it is ended so i talked about that that the obsessive thoughts you continue to look at this person or this situation as something that was beautiful and kind of forget all the other things about it that were devastating to you okay when you think about ending a relationship you feel terrible anxiety and fear which make you cling to it even harder, okay? Mm. Huge sign that you may be in an addictive or obsessive relationship. So once you have identified this person as your drug of choice, you've identified them as toxic, you have identified the fact that they are not giving you more good than they are giving you bad, that they're taking more from your energy, from your spirit than they are actually giving you, once you're able to, to do that, you then will need to move to the space of committing yourself to the truth, the truth that you are in love with an idea, okay, and not your pusher man, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is not giving you anything that you need, okay. Now, you have to recognize in this truth, you're going to have to be sitting in your feelings for a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. If you recognize in this truth that you're sitting with, that you are more anxious than anything, that you only feel a sense of relief when you start to think about being with this person, you know that you have been wrapped up in this addictive relationship, mm -hmm. okay? So you have to really own these feelings that come up and not just always try to dub them out with something else. Really sit in that. Okay? Sounds like that could be tough. 
It's absolutely tough. It's absolutely tough. And it's tougher to even move on to stage three because you're already living in this truth. You've already identified this, right? Stage three of this is basically following along the lines of addiction is the withdrawal piece of it, guys, because this is what happens. You're doing it to yourself because you know that you need to. That's what makes it even more difficult. You feel like you have choice, right? And you're choosing to put yourself in a state of stress. So you feel strong. You're like, you know what? I got to cut this off. I know that no contact is the way to go. Everyone knows like that's the way to go. Sometimes we try to convince ourselves maybe we can continue with contact, but research will show any professional you talk to, anything you read will tell you if you're trying to move away from an addiction, you need to abstain, not have little pieces of it. You need to abstain from it. Okay. Mm. So abstaining from the relationship completely is going to be the first piece of what you need to do. That includes text messaging, scrolling their social media, looking at what they're doing. But it also includes abstaining from any emotional entanglement. So if you guys had old pictures, old letters, old emails, text messages, don't sit here reading it like chapters in a book. Okay, you're pouring yourself, you're dipping yourself back into this fantasy that has been construed maybe with strings of pictures and words and things like that that you put together as this amazing fantasy. Okay, so what happens is when we get to this space where we're really separating ourselves from our fix, we get to a place of emotional dysregulation. And when that happens, the hormone that takes over for us, our stress hormone, is cortisol. You know what cortisol is, right? Mm. Yeah. When, I've dealt with it. You see? And so that cortisol can bring you into a space of exhaustion. It can have you in a state of constant anger. You're being disf- defensive with people. You're being mean. You maybe want to withdraw. You don't want to do anything at all. You feel that you were in despair worse than you did in the momentary moments in between, you know, seeing this person before. Because now you know, like, oh, my God, I'm choosing to not be there. And what happens as this cortisol raises, guys, chemically what happens is it shoots to your brain. What are you doing? Do something to stop this right now. Make it go away. Do something about it, right? It's almost like a survival thing. Your body's like, we need that thing that's not in here anymore. Please give it to us. So you will tell yourself all types of things as to why it's okay just to have a little contact with them, just to check and see if they're okay, you know, just to have some type of connection with them. And again, you're living off of this fantasy of who you wish they were, not who they actually are, okay? So... Once you realize, ladies, that you are not fighting a soul tie, (laughs) you are fighting a chemical response, you will be a lot better off in moving forward from there, knowing that this is your body in the craving period, which is so strong. Now, like if I know, James, if you're withdrawing from caffeine, you're going to get headaches, you may get stomach aches, you may get a lot of fatigue. These are all signs of your body saying there's something that's missing that we're used to. Whether or not it's good for us, we're just used to operating with it. Okay. Caffeine gets real upset at me. It it does. Like, how dare you try to leave me? I know. How dare you? Yeah. It's terrible calling me on the phone. (laughs) Calling me on the phone. Your coffee. Starbucks here. I get your coffee. You know you want it. You know that's what they be doing though, girls. Too it not just the that. coffee. Yes. Like, girl, where you been? I've just been so worried. I thought you were hurt or something. Mm-mm. That's why you got to block. That's what you have to do. Now, when you're in this craving cycle, some of the ways to get past the craving cycle because I promise it doesn't last forever. It feels like it lasts forever. 
uh, it does last forever if you open the cycle back up, right? Because you keep putting yourself into getting the hit, then withdrawal, then hit, then withdrawal, right? But if you're you're in the throes of craving, some of the things you have to do is have positive diversions. Like I was saying before, you want to have things like a positive addiction, like exercise, or you can engage in things like meditating and getting more control over focusing in on your intuition, reconnecting to yourself spiritually, giving yourself other meaning. Because honestly, guys, if you are in an addictive or obsessive relationship, all meaning in the world always came down to how you're going to be in this relationship, mm. how you're going to connect with this person, how you're going to see them again, how you're going to smell them again, right? Everything was about that. This is a time where you want to be able to divert your mind into new meaning, all right? Um, you want to connect with someone healthy, and that doesn't have to mean replacing this addictive relationship with another relationship that's romantic it could be a friendship it could be a therapist it could be a coach it could be your pastor um it could be your neighbor maybe a family member that you haven't connected with right but start to experience healthy love replace that toxic thing with something healthy so you start to remember what it's supposed to feel like Mm -hmm. that loving someone is supposed to feel easy and not confusing It is not supposed to be a mystery as to how someone feels about you or how you feel about them or how they're going to be the next time you see them. That shouldn't be confusing, okay? Some other mindfulness tools would be things like journaling, utilizing positive mantras because you're playing a tape, you're playing a narrative in your head round and round and round about um, what's going on with this person. Are they even thinking about me? When am I going to stop thinking about them? How come I couldn't make this work? How come I I wasn't enough to make them change to make this work? You're playing this negative tape that does not serve you. And it's it's all in the craving period. You need to have something that stops the tape. So mantras and affirmations are really helpful or prayer. Whatever is is something that's going to be a different thought than the one that you're having. You can't just make thoughts stop. You have to replace them consistently with something else so that you have a bigger tape of something else going on. Okay. So understand this. We're going to go through this last ditch idea that if I could just change who this person is, everything would be okay. If they could just be better and not bad for me, then everything would be okay. So maybe I should just put my focus into making them better. You cannot change another person. That is not your job. That is not even within your scope of power. So it is a meaningless act for you and it's something that will cause more destruction for yourself because you're putting so much energy into making something different that you can't the one thing that you can make different is always you okay all right so guys that's pretty much the stages if you want to know whether or not you're in an addictive relationship it's going to sound something like that you're going to be experiencing some feelings like that Um, And like I said, I had the checklist for you and that was just some of the things. There's like 20 things on this list that'll let you know that you're probably in an addictive relationship. It probably doesn't actually take the whole 20. No. If you start (laughs) questioning it by the third one, there's a good chance you're there. Addictive relationship. Yeah. They just want to make sure they cover all of it just in case in your craving mind, you're coming up with excuses like, oh no, it's not quite those four. Okay, so you tell me it's none of these 19 or 20? Just okay. in case you're still floating down denial. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, I have a question um, from one of the groups that I do. Someone did actually ask a question. And it was interesting because I can see that they were using their intuition in the situation, but their intuition was being tested. And they're trying to break away. They're in the, the, the stages of withdrawing from this relationship, but that toxic person is calling them and telling them, you know, 
I got a good deal. Come back. You know what I mean? So um, he's really trying to stay strong, and he reached out for a little bit of guidance. So I'm going to read I'm going to preface this, girls. This is from a guy. It still applies to you, goddesses. It doesn't matter that it's from a guy. We go through this stuff, too. Yes. So it's good to know that it's on both ends, right? It's not just us. So, and what's nice is that James is going to try to give us the guy's perspective or give us some feedback for him, you know, because I'm sure he understands, like all of us have understand, we've been very connected to someone that we know we needed to step away from. Okay, so I have a question about intuition and just trusting your own beliefs and experiences. My ex, from my experience, did not treat me with much emotional respect nor acknowledgement and didn't really show much interest consistently in our relationship. Um... She's been very passionate about keeping contact and becoming friends after our breakup. However, I know this is not a good idea. I have told her that I need some time to be able to do that, but I truly do not want any contact with her anymore. I feel like I should tell her that, but I also don't want to spark a conversation where I'll find myself in a predicament to leave or not. Although I know it would be the best thing. I've decided to just cut ties with her and not return, although she's expecting me to contact her at some point where I'll be fine with being friends with her, but I really don't believe she deserves my attention anymore. I feel like throughout our relationship, there wasn't much of a mutual respect and value. I feel like I over-participated and got nothing back, which shouldn't be of concern if you love someone, but I feel a bit used from that relationship. Often I find myself reminiscing and fantasizing about being together, but I know she's not good for me. How do I go about acting upon what I know is best for me and really take myself out of the situation as I believe I really lost myself and a lot of events in our relationship took a lot of my own faith about my own judgment from me. One of the things that I just now realized in reading this though is he said, you know, throughout the relationship, was it mutual respect and value? And I feel like I over participated and got nothing back, which shouldn't be of concern if you love someone. I think he was actually saying that he really shouldn't be concerned that he didn't give get anything back um, because he loved her. This right there, that in and of itself is a sign of him being in a situation and actually being someone who is probably more likely to be in an addictive relationship because he really believes that it's okay that love, you know, takes over all and you don't have to be getting anything back from someone. It is toxic, guys, if you're in a one-way relationship. You know, mm -hmm. that's not okay. Mm -hmm. So that's one sign already that he was in it. But right now he's in the end stages and he's not being able to use just the force of his own intuition. Although he knows he shouldn't do it, it's really hard. So James, what's your feedback on this? Um, as you were reading that, you know, I really understand this. You know, throughout our life we go through different types of relationships. Mm -hmm. Whereas we may have some that are really good. They're a mutual thing and we get along really well but somehow it doesn't work out the next one we really like this girl and we're trying to convince her to like me mm -hmm. and you're really over participating and you get into that thing like he said like you pointed out it really shouldn't concern me i just love her so much that i'm not getting anything back well it should concern you because if she's not giving you anything when the relationship is new you're definitely going to get nothing <laughs> if you try to drag this thing out yeah and so there's a couple of things in there that uh, kind of put up signals for me. So one of the first things that I heard in this and I noticed is he was saying that my ex, who from my experience did not treat me with much emotional respect or acknowledgement and didn't really show much interest consistently in our relationship. 
that's a red flag right there that you're you're fishing in a barrel with no fish <laughs> and for whatever reason this guy seemed to be enamored with this woman and we can build up this like joy was talking about this fantasy this woman is going to be everything i've ever wanted if i can just make her love me mm. and you become addicted to that to the chase of making them to, love you to, you you could become addicted to that chase mm. you can become addicted to that I know that I can be good enough. I know mm-hmm. that I'll be what she wants if I just do this, if I just do that. And he made that comment that she just didn't really show him anything from the front. Mm-hmm. He already was acknowledging that this is not a good idea. And then he was telling her that he needed some time. And then he really didn't even want to talk to her anymore mm-hmm. because he knew that if he did, he would get in a predicament predicament on deciding whether he could actually get back out or not. Mm-hmm. So he recognized in himself this addiction without really calling it an addiction. And then he was thinking, I should just cut ties with her. Really, the best thing to do is cut ties, because you talked about that in your description of, mm-hmm. of uh, things to do to getting rid of these addictive relationships, is you really have to just go, go cold turkey. I've tried going cold turkey with coffee before. It's not fun, but I've done it. And it's the same thing in a relationship. That fantasy that we became in love with, we became enamored with, if I could just win her over, it would make all the difference in the world. She is this woman that I've always wanted to be with. She's the type of woman, except maybe she doesn't love you. And not just that, except she's not even that girl. That's what's so funny, right? Like, he's talking about all of his experiences and how he remembers that she gave him no emotional respect or acknowledgement, right? Like, she really didn't treat him well. And he talks about how he used her, but then he openly admits after saying all of that, he's like, it's, you know, honestly, I find myself reminiscing and fantasizing about being together. So what is he really fantasizing about if she had none of those features What are you fantasizing about? A fantasy, not this actual person. There had to be, we don't know the whole story here. There Mm -hmm. had to be one or two things. She threw him a bone. Mm -hmm. She gave him a hook. You you see that a lot of times in relationships where someone will keep somebody on the hook. They will push them away a little bit, not have contact for a while, but then they'll hook back. Hey, how's it going? Mm -hmm. And then that for him, that brought up probably was that situation where it brought up, oh, she's still interested in me. Or she she knew that she had a hook and maybe she had broken up with the next guy. Maybe who knows the whole situation. But you kind of see that when we have people that we're addicted to or have potential addictions to, when they throw us a bone again, we're really happy to hear from them. We're really happy to be involved in their life. Oh, I know we're just going to be friends, but then it brings back all of those, man, we had some good times. You know, that time that she didn't kill me, that was great. (laughs) And that time that she wasn't beating me up emotionally, that was amazing. I don't remember that whole situation, but it was still really good. And it could have been just your fantasy in your head. Yeah. Where in the reality, she was beating you to death or he's beating you to death mm-hmm. emotionally. But your body's telling you, your mind is telling you that it's better, that it's what you're looking for, that it's what you need. And, you know, when you find yourself reminiscing about someone that doesn't give you any emotional respect or acknowledgement, that's definitely a red flag in, yeah. in that you really need to cut ties with this woman and possibly even and probably even. Go see a therapist about this. Go talk to somebody. Yeah. You know, your friends may not be able to help you with that. Your friends could just say, yeah, she's crazy anyways. But you don't really get 
an that opportunity Im- to process. Right. Really and a therapist happening. can help you walk through that. Yeah. And so you can see where this guy is, is struggling with this back and forth. On one side, he understands that she gave him nothing, mm-hmm. but it was the best nothing he ever had because he's reminiscing and fantasizing about it. And he talks about in the beginning, like his intuition and how he's having trouble, you know, um, really trusting his his own intuition and his belief in his experiences because I think that he realizes that his experiences are very skewed. Like he remembers things that are drastically horrible and then he remembers feelings of it being good, which is the times when you were deprived of something and you get, like you said, that hook, you get that little high. You remember the high and you forget the low. You forget when you were really trying to do everything to get back up to that high and how you felt like sometimes you were humiliating yourself and you were low and you were down, but you just remember the high because everything was all about getting that high. So this situation has made him question himself. Like, can I actually trust my own judgment? I'm telling myself I probably shouldn't have contact with her. He's probably worked enough with his therapist to be able to know this is not something that I should do. You know, he's he's probably built up a lot of that, but it's just so hard for him because he's been so hooked into this for so long. He's still like, can I really trust my own judgment? I think he's actually questioning my judgment. My judgment is now telling me I shouldn't go back, but maybe my judgment's wrong because it's been wrong before. So what's really right? And, you know, you get so confused and all over the place when you're in these types of relationships. You're very much off kilter, okay? So you have to remember again, It is the chemicals in your body that are actually speaking to you that are giving you information. And the chemicals are all about we want to fill this cup with whatever stuff we had before, whether it's poison or not. Okay, so at some point you have to connect with someone else that's going to help to give you perspective and kind of help guide you out of that space until you can get back to a place where you're strong enough and you see reality for what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm going to share a little bit from one of my own relationships. Um, I was in a relationship was similar to this. It wasn't as crazy as I would still like to think it is, but it was crazy. But one of the things that helped me cut ties was do some physical changes with myself. Mm-hmm. I started going to the gym. I changed my diet. I started working out. I started doing projects around my house. I started changing things that I was doing. At that point, I broke addiction with sugar mm-hmm. and going through a process of something else that was uh, I was addicted to could be caffeine could be sugar could be eating could be whatever mm-hmm. by breaking those other addictions it gave me perspective in breaking addictions to somebody else that I was addicted to emotionally mm. and so sometimes we will get into an addictive relationship and we will get other addictions could be caffeine could be sugar could be food could be whatever mm-hmm. and when we start breaking those physical relationships we have with something that we're addicted to, Mm -hmm. we can also transfer that to breaking those emotional relationships to something we shouldn't be connected to. And so I found that by doing active things of breaking addictions, I broke emotional addictions as well. (laughs) Parker apparently agrees because he's piping up right now to chime in. (laughs) Okay, so now... 
I, I really like that. I really like that perspective of, I guess, learning to use the same tools, the same ways that you got out of other things that had you stuck, that had you in a place where you felt like it had more power over you and then you realized how powerful you were, right? Mm-hmm. You realized that you were able to put certain things together and shift your mindset to a space that made anything possible for you that you probably never thought would be possible. I can absolutely apply this to the relationship. So I absolutely love that. So God is um i'm actually pretty excited that james had that perspective for us today and he had that experience that he was able to relate that in that way because that was something that i didn't even think of in terms of answering this question so i did answer the question directly for this gentleman but my answer to the question basically is you should trust your first instinct we know the answer guys we know the answer we know the things that are good for us and not good for us but we will convince ourselves and we're so good at it that maybe we're thinking wrong your first response in your head is generally the right response this is what i know i should do i shouldn't pick up the phone i shouldn't i shouldn't call i shouldn't scroll his feed and see what was happening i shouldn't look at that picture from before i shouldn't listen to that old voicemail we know it and we tell ourselves well i it's okay i can do it i I just want to remember really quick or i'm going to remember and then delete it or whatever your first thought is usually your best thought guys all right so it's like my addiction to coffee i don't ever really want to break up though So your first thought is, I should have coffee. Mm -hmm. So that is not you trusting your intuition. That is you definitely trusting your coffee craving. Mm -hmm. I've tried breaking up with coffee. It's not happy with me. It might be doing more good for you than bad, but that's a whole other scientific research (laughs) that we would have to do on that. Um, Now, that is pretty much all that I have for you ladies today. I really hope that that gave you some more insight on managing understanding, recognizing when you are dealing with an addictive relationship and not something that it was meant to be, not your soulmate. Because guess what? If there are soulmates, I'm not saying I don't believe in soulmates. Um, Actually, I do, but I don't believe that there's necessarily one soulmate, right? Like, But there's a whole theory on that too that I'm not going to get into tonight. So if that is a thing, I don't believe that these love connections that we have are supposed to be Romeo and Juliet tragedies. It should not Mm. feel like a tragedy to Mm. healthily connect with somebody that is easily and openly willing to love you and take your love back. It should not be a tragedy. If you feel like you are in a saga, close the book. (laughs) That is not for you. Okay. So, ladies, I'm going to let you go um, right after. (laughs) One last thing. One last thing. I just want to give everyone a reminder. If you are dealing with trying to get better perspective, trying to get your glow back, especially after you've been in an addictive relationship and you've been able to walk away from it or you're still trying to pull yourself away from it, you're trying to understand your habits more, remember that we do have a guide for you that's going to help you figure out what am I doing in this dating game? What am I doing in this relationship game? What's going wrong? Why is he showing up this way? And why am I showing up this way? And that will be, why won't he call? And this book is about empowering you to glow your goddess in all of your relationships. However, if that's not your thing, if that's not your gig, one of the latest things that we have is our membership site, guys. This is the Glow Gang starting now. Up until the end of the week, if you guys hear this before the end of the week, we do have some special things going on in terms of you being able to connect to the membership site. 
at a founder's member rate that will not be offered after Sunday. So if you're hearing this after Sunday, which would be what, May 3rd or something like that, then it's already gone. However, you still have the opportunity to hop on the membership at the official launch during that time period. There is a website and I will give it to you guys when we have the official launch. Great. (laughs) But for now, just know that if you want to find out more information about this membership site where we're going to have a lot of stuff available to you, a lot of resources available to you on a weekly basis, you're going to have access to me via coaching calls every week. You're going to have access to actionable steps. I don't just tell you to do things and give you quotes and be like, here, feel good about it. I actually kind of walk with you through this process of change um, through evolution and really seeing yourself glow. If you want to know more information about that, you can always email me at joy at glowyourgoddess.com and I will give you guys all the information plus the coupon code to use to enter the membership site at the founding members rate. But I have much, much more details. I won't give it all to you here. Um, Like I said, if you email me, I will give you all the details that you need if you are interested in a membership site for glowing your goddess in yourself and absolutely in your relationships. And that was joy at glowyourgoddess.com it sure was all right that wraps up this episode of glow your goddess podcast whatever we're calling ourselves i forget every time glow your goddess podcast there we are i remembered but i thought i'd forgotten (laughs) so we're wrapping this up joy it's been a pleasure all right bye bye Shut it down